0: you're listening to text message with me nate langson and me ian morris well go on then make a joke
1: i'm not going to make it now well i was just going to say that uh this has been a monumental uh, week for music one of the biggest artists in the world has released a a brand new album and i'm talking of course about carly ray jepson and
0: the loneliest time yeah i listened to it on the day it came (laughs) out and it's really really boring it's really boring. There's not a single track on that album that stood out. Anyway, that's, I know what the joke you're not, alluding to. N-
1: yes, I was. That's not true, though, because Beach House is amazing, but that was already released. So Beach House is
0: an okay song, but yes, it's you're right. It's an amazing the, song. The better album released that day was Taylor Swift's it, uh, Mid- that's, uh, Midnight. That's just not true. I had a listening party with my sister-in-law. She came down from Scotland. We listened to it. We discussed every Good. track in detail. Oh, well, God we debated all the things and then we listened to Carly Rae Jepsen and got disappointed and then I made her listen well, to Flesh God Apocalypse
1: I must admit I haven't listened to the Carly Rae Jepsen album yet um, but yeah that's that's upsetting to hear but, uh, Well, so was I, I, I we, won't be listening to the Taylor Swift album obviously
0: well you're missing out on a great treat mm, sure you're missing out on a great treat you just, just, just be better make better decisions <laughs> listen <laughs> listen yes, up fool um, <laughs> so, listen up I was listening to um to last week's podcast that you did without me, yes, um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like I should disown Andy. Why? But... Well, he insulted me quite a lot, didn't? Oh, they? it was
1: brilliant. It was really funny. It's the sort of thing that I, c- I can't really say some of that stuff because I'm, I'm you know I'm just a friend, but Andy's blood. Well, you're so very can... you're a
0: very very close friend.
1: That I know, but even so, I feel like there are some things, you know, blood being thicker than water and all that, that, that mm. you know, you could just get away with when you're uh, an actual relative. I enjoyed doing it with Andy; he's very good. It's he's a, he's a great co-host. Mm. Um, I I did, as I said on the show last week, I do do have a newfound respect for what you do with this because. It's quite a lot of talking that the the sort of chair has to do, mm. um, and by chair I mean you. you know, well, obviously, person. obviously, I mean chair. My chair doesn't say anything throughout this, apart from the occasional farting noise.
0: Right. And is that from the chair or is that from the idiot sitting on it?
1: No, it's definitely from the chair. Right. Okay, good. So, yeah. So um, congratulations on all the shows that you've recorded. This is 287. So you've done, what, 286 of those? uh, Um, There are there? Oh, no, 285, because I did the other one on my own that time, didn't I?
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a a few, done a few.
1: It's difficult. It's it's hard work. It it requires a lot of focus and attention, and and you know you do a great job every week. So, well done. Oh, good to have you back, mate.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, thanks. I
1: was going to say, listening to it back, I was like i was laughing as i was telling people you had covid and i felt kind of bad about that afterwards because it wasn't funny but also you apparently didn't have covid anyway so
0: yeah so it's so it's so it's fine i mean it was it was very funny it was very funny it was very surreally funny Uh, but you know what isn't funny um is sky stream um apparently that's your well i don't know i mean it might be funny it depends what you put on it I want to know about SkyStream because I only okay. saw this um over the last 24 hours that it was even a thing and I got very confused because I was like the Sky <laughs> Q and the SkyStream and the Sky and it's not Sky it's on a cable and is that the same <laughs> as Sky Glass and what about Sky yeah. G- Go and now and I like I just got very I was all kinds of perplexed. Every flavor of perplexed. I, well, I, you could be. I was it. I've so got good just, news for
1: you because yeah. once I've said all these words that I'm going to say, there'll be an opportunity for you to ask questions, which I'm right. sure you will do, yeah. uh, and I'd encourage it because I think the, the best way to get to the bottom of this nonsense is to talk about, you know, what you what you'd like to know. Um, but uh, I th- to start. Uh, Sky's at it again, uh, launching another new and mildly confusing product. This time it's uh, called SkyStream, and it's essentially SkyGlass but without the glass. Although technically SkyGlass doesn't come with any glass either, so I, I can't help you with any of that um it's a small puck i said puck uh that works the same as sky glass uh essentially um it's the same sort of thing as you would already get with sky glass because you can get an extender if you are a sky glass subscriber it's essentially the same although not exactly Uh, The Skystream weirdly seems to include an RF input, which was baking my noodle. Uh, But apparently, and and I'll give a shout out right now to what HiFi for providing the pricing and everything uh, about Skystream, because Sky's site isn't working for me. uh, So I can't actually look it up, the official prices up. So so big out to them for actually writing a readable article. Um, So presumably that little socket was, it might at some point be for free to air terrestrial signals, but it doesn't do anything at the moment. Um, Pricing. No, Starts before, at, before yes. pricing,
0: I, I still don't even really know what Skystream It is is, is.
1: Sky delivered like, over the internet. So it's exactly, the same as Sky Glass.
0: So instead of putting a big thing on the side of my house, yes. I could I, I get the puck and it is, for all intents and purposes, the same experience.
1: No. It is a wildly different experience. <laughs> um, it's it's delivered over the internet. Uh, so, but the full the channel selection is not as comprehensive. In some ways, that's good because what you don't get is 900 channels of absolute garbage. However, there are there is some garbage on there. But um, also, it's bad because there might be a channel that you like watching that isn't available. Um, so, and things you know they do add things from time to time. For example, CNN was recently added, uh, which was good to see. Um, but there there are I, I i couldn't tell you what the exact lineup differences are but there are a few and it's not the same and it is not as reliable um and it looks completely different to sky q which is the satellite delivered tv product any other questions yeah what's oh, good. The dif- mike in the chat has what, just brought what... up now tv to further complicate things i'll get to that in a bit
0: all right so what's the difference between this and sky q well, SkyQ Sky is a, a box you put under your TV as well. That
1: is correct. Yes, but it is a box with a hard drive in it that enables you to record a number of channels simultaneously. I believe it's something like six. It's crazy. Um, so it is a. It was the next generation of sort of satellite box from sky it ah, has advantages for it. example if you open the sky go app on your home network you can stream live tv to a an ipad or a phone uh, but it has to connect to a sky Q box in order to do that it doesn't deliver over the internet now quite why when they already have all these channels online you can't stream them to a phone I couldn't tell you. I imagine there's a complicated rights issue at, at play here. Uh, but SkyQ is very much a traditional satellite receiver. It goes under your telly, has a recorder in it. it, allows you to schedule and record programs as you see fit, as well as offering all the sort of normal on-demand content you'd expect. In terms of on-demand, these products are identical. So the stuff that you get on SkyQ, you can get on Sky Glass. All of it's the same. And it's SkyStream? There, there, uh, exactly, same as Sky Glass. So it's a rem- it's a slightly more limited channel lineup, but it is functionally the st- the streaming aspect of it allows you to add other apps so for example you can get disney plus you can get netflix it's included in the price in fact if you if you want it um so you know these are essentially streaming sticks but but they are more heavily controlled than anything you would get as a third party device so you won't be adding plex for example to your sky glass um you'd need an apple tv or another box to do that
0: got it okay so This leaves me with Sky regular satellite, which is a satellite-delivered thing with a box, or I get Sky Q, which is all that, but posher because I can record stuff and does all the... Well,
1: you could record with Sky HD, but, I mean, yeah. Right. I'm not going to pretend that this is not confusing because it has been annoying people like me who write about or used to write about these things for a really long time. Uh, Original product, Sky Digital. Then it was Sky HD. Oh, no, Sky Plus, which was... Recording of standard definition, then Sky HD, which was uh recording of high definition, then Sky Q came along, added a bunch of internet features like apps, you know, for streaming Netflix, that, that kind of thing, uh, greater flexibility, far more recording. You can record, it has loads of tuners, basically. It's got like six or seven tuners so you can watch and record a lot of things simultaneously um now we're into the post satellite world where everything's delivered over the internet um and you either have the glass tv which is a tv with all that functionality built in or you have sky stream which is a tiny little box goes under your tv is ideal if you already love your tv and don't want to buy a sky tv
0: got it and presumably if i don't want to buy a satellite dish
1: exactly i mean a lot of people can't have satellite dishes for various reasons you might live in a flat you might be prohibited by local regulations or whatever so it is it is a good option
0: just just for clarification by the way people if this bit sounds scripted it actually isn't (laughs) i genuinely don't know the answer to these questions and And i I I generally haven't written any of this down yeah i i asked ian to look into this because i want to know what it is and basically if i should i should get it tell me about prices though. i think i've got the the general idea Commages. it's it's tv yeah. and it's some on-demand stuff um but it doesn't rely on any other hardware that uh, sky no. may or may not need or want to sell me fine
1: exactly think cost. of it as like a little apple tv but for sky uh cost pricing starts at 26 pounds a month which covers the entertainment channels and netflix basic netflix if you want a rolling month by month contract you'll need to pay 40 pounds up front for the box but if you pay if you pick an eighteen month contract, you can get it for twenty quid. And that the, difference, the the difference in pricing continues. So every price has two prices, basically. So there's a price if you've got an eighteen month or higher contract, and a price if you're just on a rolling month by month contract. And obviously the month by month ones are much more expensive.
0: Just give me give me, let's say let's just do the base the the, the um let's do the eighteen month contract. Yeah, well, okay, all right. So,
1: yeah, so uh, if you're paying for the 18 months up front, uh, it's £20 for the box. Right. You can add Sky Cinema for £11, right. and, Sky, and that includes Paramount Plus. Uh, and you can add Sky Sports for £25. You also okay. will have to pay an additional £6 a month, and this is where it will really get your heckles up uh, for 4K. So if you want 4K HDR, that's an additional £6 a month. If you want additional boxes, so same account, but more boxes for your other TVs, that's £12 a month. And if you want ad skip after the first year, that's £5 a month. Ad skip, what, for live TV? No, uh, for certain on-demand content. So, for example, so all if you this and I'm watch,
0: still having to watch ads. Yes,
1: if you want to watch House of Dragons or whatever it's called, uh, you would have there would be ads in it, even though it's an HBO show and it would, was not designed for adverts. But I yeah, do not Sky have a, put ads in their shows.
0: I do not have a problem paying. An extra fee for 4K because it allows people who don't care about 4K to pay six pounds less. And as we discussed with the YouTube 4K trial, which I believe has ended now, um, charging potentially for 4K, I don't think that's a bad deal. But ads can get in the sea. I'm not paying. Yeah, well, I agree. For, for more ads, particularly the if the problem I'm is, gone. even
1: if you've got ad skip, you will still see ads at the start of a program. I hate it. I think it's the biggest. Uh, annoyance actually aside from some technical issues the the fact that you still have to sit through an ad, some sky sponsorship for almost certainly for Skybet with some awful ex-footballer being an awful waste of oxygen um so you still have to sit through that you can fast forward it but ads are removed from the body of the program so where there would if you what you, you'll see is you'll see a, a junction so the title card for the show will come up if you've got ad skip, you won't see any ads. If you don't have ad skip, you will see ads.
0: Right. Um, my conclusion. You can fast then, forward,
1: though. I will say, because for on demand, uh, it no, doesn't prevent that.
0: That's inconvenient. The control is oh, always very. further away than oh. my fingers.
1: And also, fast forwarding on on demand content is not a slick operation. You so can get saying, it to the point where you b- build up muscle memory, and you basically have to shoot past the beginning of a show then press play and then it automatically rolls it back by a certain amount so you get you get pretty good at like knowing how many seconds you need to leave it after that you finish fast forwarding so it'll go back to exactly the right this point.
0: this is this is this is so stressful and confusing I it don't, is isn't it i don't get it. all right i mean i wasn't looking at getting sky anyway but when i saw the price which is the only number i saw ahead of time 26 pounds a month I got quite interested because I thought, well, actually, that might yeah. not be that might not be terrible, but you've ruined it, well, um, by okay. by spoiling it with all of this nonsense. And well, now- I
1: will say that Sky genuinely has the some of the best, you know, selection of entertainment about about out there. Sky Glass and Sky uh, Stream are both pretty decent services in terms of pulling together. Now we've talked about this before. A lot of people are kind of frustrated by the way that streaming generally means that you've got to go into an app find something to watch sky has done a really good job of tying everything together so it will bring in shows from other services and suggest that you watch them which i think is quite nice it's kind of the solution that Mm. everyone sort of wanted all along and it is clear that this is how sky sees the future it doesn't see itself as being the sole provider anymore it sees itself as offering services from a number of people presumably Ideally, it will, it will have a cut of those services. So, for example, by bundling Netflix, it will be getting some money, I guess. Uh, Netflix will be probably be taking a reduced amount of revenue from those Sky subscribers, but I doubt it makes a huge amount of difference. But it means those two are quite integrated together. Uh, you know, you've got Paramount+, Plus, which if you like Star Trek, it's got all the Star Trek. So that's kind of a good thing. So there are advantages to. It. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want you to think I'm negative about Sky in general, because actually <clears throat> the service is quite good.
0: You're not, and I don't have a downer on it either. But it's more a case of if this was an entry way in that didn't tie me into a complex system of payments and having something on my house, then. Maybe it was quite attractive, but it's I, now.
1: Why don't you give it a go? Like, you know, pay pay the 40 quid for the box and, and do a couple of months of 26 quid because I'm sure you could sell the box afterwards. Be,
0: because, you know, there's a cost of living crisis going on right now, True. and I've cancelled loads of other subscriptions, and I'd rather spend that money on, you know, drums. Fair and, enough. um, I get it. And and things. I, also, I, I don't really watch any TV. Neither does Kate. You know, we don't have yeah. Netflix. We don't have Disney Plus. We don't have normal TV. Um, so I, I think it's a waste of time. Uh, as maybe then this entire section has been, as far as I'm no, concerned. No, because
1: you're not the only person who listens to this show. No. So very uh, true. It's for those people, I do want to just say, Mike has asked uh, in the chat, is why is this better or worse than now TV? That's a really good question. Now TV is largely on demand only. Um it's a very good service. It's it's not as good picture quality I would I would say. Um Sky Sky, Sky Glass and Sky Stream are both quite high quality. Now that can cause problems if your broadband isn't up to snuff. Um, but Now TV is a as a cheaper way I would say of getting access to some of Sky's biggest shows. So if you want to watch house of dragon breath um you can do that on now tv um and, it, and it's probably only going to cost you a tenner a month maybe it depends if you want extras like no ads then it does add up but now tv is i think a more casual approach for people who do- people like you maybe nate um and you could get a now tv app as well i think so actually you don't even need the box
0: i Just tried get- that though and then i tried airplaying it to my tv and it said i couldn't
1: no you can't they're not very so, flexible about so, things like that I mean although what the hell the difference say, does that make Sky, well, because you would have it on installed on your Apple TV or your um, other streaming uh, Amazon streaming it's, stick, it's, maybe. It's,
0: this this kind of artificial bollocks just annoys me. It is annoying those restrictions. Um, I, I'm but I will sure say, are, yeah,
1: if you're a Sky customer, you can now use the Sky Go app on your Apple TV, oh, which that's means very you, if you've got them. Sky, well, yes, but if they didn't do it before, and it so it is a, a nice thing to have. So if you're a Sky Q customer, you could. I believe you can stream live TV to the the SkyQ app on an Apple TV. So if you've got a second TV and you want to get Sky on it, it's not very good quality, but it, it it's watchable for you know, just a second TV maybe in your kitchen or, you know, whatever.
0: Right. Well we've talked enough about this, I we think. Have. Um, but thank you for the comprehensive overview. Uh I, it sounds like the TLDR version is if you're if you want or are considering Sky but don't want a dish or can't have a dish, this might be a very compelling um alternative um that costs a comparable amount but offers a comparable service. Um if you weren't tempted by a dish or put off by the pricing, then this isn't gonna maybe win you around. Um but if you've got any feelings on this um and you're feeling them now, just check. Check. Can you feel them? Are they feelings? Then you've got feelings. Send us those feelings in the form of an email to hello at uktechhow dot com Well, um, a thorny issue came up this week, Ian. Net neutrality. um, uh, This was basically because Ofcom said it wanted to propose, or rather it has proposed, I suppose, um, softening some of the existing rules in the UK on net neutrality. Now, well, yeah. So before I jump (laughs) in and explain what those proposals look like, it's probably worth recapping... Um, what net neutrality is and why it matters because it really does matter to anyone who pays for an internet connection or who uses one which is to say probably everyone listening to this i'm very sure um so in basic basic terms if you buy a broadband connection and i'll let let's say you're offered unlimited data and a uh let's say 100 megabit uh, per second connection you would reasonably expect to be able to stream. Netflix as quickly as Disney Plus or iPlayer or any of the Sky stuff we just talked about, uh, or or your kids are downloading a new video game, uh, your ISP should let them do, do so at the same speed, regardless of whether they're downloading it on an Xbox or on a, uh, a PlayStation or on a PC. Uh, or if it's a work thing, maybe you're uploading loads of massive files to... To Dropbox, you shouldn't be expected to pay more if one day you need to upload to Google Drive at the same very, very fast speeds instead of Dropbox. And net neutrality... Uh, and the rules about uh, around network neutrality make all that possible. An ISP can't take money from one content provider or service provider in order to make their stuff look better or get to you faster than those of their rivals. Nor can an ISP slow down your connection because you're using, again, this is all hypothetical, because you're using an Xbox rather than a PlayStation unless you pay it more or until Microsoft pays it, the ISP to keep Xbox download speeds as fast as PlayStations because Sony is also paying the ISP for premium service priority. And so the debate um, with the ISPs have argued for years is that this isn't really fair because it means they can't manage their networks as effectively when any new game console uh, games console comes out because they can't see that it's game content and deprioritize it um, or if it's like a live sports streaming uh, event which again uses up a, a hell of a lot of network they can't say ah well that's streaming that's sports so we'll deprioritize that or force those connections to be of lower quality um, because they haven't paid for the sports package or or, or what have you um, nor can they go to the providers of those services like xbox or steam or um, sky or whoever And say, you need to give us money in order to get your content to our customers because they're your customers. And you've probably heard talks about that in the past, like getting BBC iPlayer or Netflix to part fund ISP uh, rollouts and stuff. That's what they can't do because of internet, uh, because of net neutrality. However... um, content providers like net neutrality because it means they don't have to pay more just because they've got a popular product Um, and their rivals can't seem more attractive because they did pay an isp for better speeds etc 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 and it keeps the playing field level because it means if you're a little content provider with very little money um, you still get the same access to a customer as apple or netflix or someone who could pay whatever's being offered to get the best service during peak rates. That's all what where we are now in the UK. Ofcom is asking if this should stay the same now. Um, it wants to gather feedback on whether it should, let's say, be okay for an ISP to offer cheaper broadband that just works for basic web browsing. Um, again, all hypothetical at this point. Or a premium tier that offers you know, very, very fast speeds and low latency which would be really really good for um, for multiplayer gaming or for live streams or uh, VR they even talk about driverless vehicles and things because they'll use 5G and a lot of providers now can sell you um, fiber and 5G so um, Ofcom also wants to know if ISPs should be able to do more intelligent traffic management. So right now, it can, to a reasonable degree, slow people's connections during peak times when there's like a massive game released and, and basically the network's at risk of being crippled or, or ruined. So they can they can throttle at peak times. They can throttle certain protocols. You know, we've seen ISPs um, throttle bit if it. Tells you're using file sharing networks and something but only really in extreme cases and there's not a huge amount of um legislation out there that explicitly says these are the rules and this is when you can can do that um and again ofcom thinks maybe that we we, we should talk about that and it also thinks you should talk about zero rating uh, which we basically already have in um say the mobile world where a company can strike a deal to say hey don't let our music streaming service or our video streaming service eat into a customer's limited amount of data um, and they can sell that as a you know as an add-on and we see that most of the major networks offer something along those lines but in the broadband world certainly in the fiber world we we tend not to be restricted to usage Um, and so zero rating stuff's not that important um but this is all up in in the air ofcom has set a january deadline for comments on all this i'm going to set a slightly stricter deadline at the end of this sentence uh, for ian to give me his comments though
1: <laughs> i'm very opposed to this uh, i thought you opposed. might be i thought you well might. i just <clears throat> i i just i don't like anything to do with it and of course those uh <sighs> idiots over at TalkTalk were the first to chip up and say, oh, yeah, this sounds great. Not being able to mess around with people's internet traffic is really holding us back as a business. No, douche canoes. The thing that's holding you back as a business is the fact that you let everyone's personal details leak on the internet because of your awful security. You shouldn't still be in business. Anyway, that aside, um, I I don't want this. I don't think it's good. I think allowing... A situation where, like you say, you know, uh, let's say Disney Plus decides to bung internet service providers a few quid a month to stream things better than Netflix. This is an awful experience for the end user. It, it It's going to be confusing. No one's going to know what who's paying what for what. Uh, you know, th- there is just no way for the public to understand the implications of this um you know obviously certain ISPs will think it's great that because you know they'll be able to rake in a few extra quid i imagine that would be more like the bargain basement uh ISPs talktalk uh, talk being one of those um, so, you know who who see it as a way to supplement their income which they somehow feel isn't enough anyway uh, i i think it's an awful idea um i i don't necessarily feel like I wonder, you know, for people's own usage, should we not be providing them with tools to maybe prioritise things on their own networks? But I don't see why we would allow companies to do this. It's awful.
0: There are I'll play devil's advocate ever so sure. slightly because we already have an ability for companies to sell different qualities of service. It's just that right now it tends to be tied only to speed. Whereas the option of saying well, we'll also sell you faster latency or or splitting out to sell faster upload as well as faster download. Those are the kinds of things that I, I don't really have a problem with at all. I'm
1: not saying that I necessarily have a problem with that. I think that yeah, sure. Why not? You know, if I mean, no one, like you said, no one's stopping Virgin from selling a much higher upload speed or um, far improved latency. No, no one says they can't do that. You know, they did have a gamer package, I think, for a while that that promised better latency. Well, they um, they,
0: they did, but it was more about upload speed, right? As, as I as uh, I recall.
1: Yeah, and that actually the Virgin, I know, are looking at currently boosting up those speeds and dropping latency. Um, and That's something I think they're planning on ro- rolling out to everyone, not just people who pay for it. But again, yeah, I, I actually I don't mind that because I think that that presents the consumer with a really simple choice. Yeah. It's like, you're a gamer. Well, so low latency is more important to you than presumably than download speed, but you need a good upload speed. So maybe maybe 50 by 50... And as low a latency as they can manage is good for you, whereas I watch a lot of streaming TV. So what I really need is a good download, and latency isn't such an issue. So fair enough. I, what I don't like particularly is the fact that these are all used as ways to gouge the public. But I, I accept the fact that there might be a place for it.
0: Well, when it this comes is to, so. Let's no. We have to, we have to also just reiterate this is. This is a, a proposal, and this is going to be months of gathering feedback, and then sure. some more debate. Nothing's going to happen around this for at least probably until this time next year, and even then, it's probably still going to need to go through government because it'll require some legislative changes and things. So it's it's a long it's a long way away, and actually, the the document that outlines all this stuff. Um, on Ofcom's website, I read through a fair bit of it, and I did a lot of searches for a lot of keywords. It's about 150 pages long, I think. Um, there's a lot of data in there. And We'll put a link to this. We'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. They do point out quite explicitly that there is a very obvious uh, caveat that we need to be struck in that most of the big content providers are the ones with huge amounts of money, and it would create a very difficult competitive landscape to say, well, we're going to allow for people to. Um, have uh, to allow for people to to basically allow a company to pay for priority access because it'll be all the big companies that can do that and all the smaller ones won't be able to compete like they basically said that's just not going to happen in this document so i think this is more nuanced and overall not as bad as it sounds like it could be the question really will be is is it the slippery slope it's like what's not being asked yes and what's not that, being, thats always
1: the case because yeah. they, because these companies will push it as hard as they can, and yeah, you know, I mean, uh, traffic shaping on a network, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, if if there is a way to you know sort of stop, t- to you know, if you're watching TV to for for the ISP to switch that to a, a higher latency because it no longer matters, well then. Okay, far, fair enough. But I would say that's a technical operation of the network. I don't think that falls under net neutrality, say. I, I just think I think what we're talking about here is the idea that they can allow pay to access in that way, you know, and, and to essentially, like you say push out smaller providers like you know what happens to okay so amazon prime and disney plus and netflix will all be fine they'll be able to pay the extra you know uh, fee to be higher quality less interruptions less uh, you know uh, buffering uh, but what about you know your smaller you know like your uh, crunchy rolls and your um, movies and all the, the sort of you know the b- b- unique niche bespoke streaming services that don't have big budgets and can't afford to do it. You know, it just isn't right for that to be a, po- a possibility, I would say. You know, the internet needs to be a something of a democratic service and, and offer the same services to all. Or, um, you know, charge more if that's what it takes. So, you know, I mean, I, I get that there is a cost of living crisis going on and I'm, I'm totally sympathetic to that. Um, But I don't see this as I I never see this as going as being a positive thing for the consumer because the money that Netflix and Amazon give to your ISP has come from you. So you're actually just paying more through a different route. So you're not going to actually ever benefit from this. It's just a way for money to be moved around and to make everyone's life worse and more complicated.
0: Well, that's a positive assessment from Ian. Um, if you uh, have a, a similarly enthusiastic point uh, <laughs> as, as Ian, uh, do, do let us know. John in our live chat made a couple of um, salient points. Uh, one is why not just provide a reliable, excellent service, both technical and customer, and have a good reputation that brings in more customers. Wise offering there, John. Yes. Um, also, I'd like to see more cheap routers that ISPs give you with more flexibility in their Ugh. settings to adjust your broadband according to usage. Again, yeah, don't a get very me started a very smart suggestion Um, will never happen unlike um, your feedback I hope which you can send to hello at uktechshow.com just gonna throw out a thank you to our patrons. Um, I'd like to thank who should we thank this week Kenji Hello Kenji and Peter hello Peter. Um, Sorry, that sounded a little bit creepy, didn't it? Um, But I genuinely do wish you a warm hello. Uh, If you want to become a patron, you can join Kenji and Peter and many others. um, Get the full version of the show ad-free. Join our live audience. We've got a great crowd uh, listening live and chatting with us as we record this week. Um, You get extra message. I recorded that in a forest again this week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Learn more. Patreon.com forward slash UK tech. And if you're a patron, you're about to hear this week's third discussion story all about Amazon which is planning to sell UK homeowners insurance as well as security cameras and new smart locks for your door, stuff like that. What could possibly go wrong? Feedback. Right on the downbeat there. Um, Got a few emails. I wanted to pick out a nice line from Mark. Mark actually sent us a a really nice email, um, but he included the following. He said, I really liked your discussion this week about smart radiator valves. There's a sentence you don't hear often Uh on on other podcasts, but thank you, Mark. Uh, He continues, I don't think that there are enough shows that take a thoughtful examination of tech items in a way that's agnostic to the specific brand. You like the smart radiators as a class of product, find them useful in your house, and would buy them again. This type of material is useful and missing uh, from what I know of as being available. By the way, I have a forced air heating system, so I can't use smart radiators. Uh, very sorry to hear that, Mark, on the latter point, and very glad to hear it on the former points. Thank you very much. Um, we've taken a lot of feedback on board over the last uh, few weeks and, and made a few changes, few revisions. Maybe you've noticed those, maybe you haven't. Um, but uh, like Mark, if you like things or dislike things, um, do let us know. We've had both. We've had both, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, and we're not too big to change things uh, if we think we're going in the wrong direction. But uh, the way to do that is to drop us an email Um, someone else who uses email uh, is Tom Merritt he hosts Daily Tech News Show let's find out what he's been talking about this week on his podcast over the last week
1: This week on Daily Tech News Show, Blair from This Week in Science tells us how to use social media to make things better, not worse, for animals. Dave Hamilton tells you why you might want a Wi-Fi 6E mesh router, even if you don't have any Wi-Fi 6E capable devices. In fact, especially if you don't. Netflix says it wants to expand into PC gaming, and it's serious about it. It's got like five studios now. Do you need a security label on your electric vehicle? What about on your EV charger? And Patrick Norton and I talk about whether
0: all the excitement has gone out of tech. We think it just depends on where you're looking all that and much more at dailytechnewsshow.com i think the excitement's gone out of tech a long time ago um
1: i think it depends i'm very excited about the discussion about 6e routers that's bang on uh very useful stuff and i can see why they're saying it's useful if you don't have 6e devices
0: Mm. i've got very very sexy sexy devices
1: oh very good yes Mm. very good
0: Sorry, not one of my best. Um, Well, thanks, everybody, for listening and feeding back to our email. Leave us a review. That's great. iTunes, not iTunes, what is it now? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you can leave us a review, that would be marvellous. I think unless there's anything else, Ian, um, we'll see everybody next week.
1: We will. It was fun. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Toodle pip and have a good one.